y'all. We back. We back. Welcome, welcome. This is Courtney. And this is Aminata. And we are Chocolate, Chocolate and Heels <laughs> for Chocolate and Conversations Podcast. Volume 1, Show 6. So, what's going on with you today? Oh, God. What's new in your world? It's Monday. Dixon Artistry. <laughs> okay. Get it all right <laughs> together because... First of all, before I get to my business, I am counting down the days for my dang on children, my churn, your churn, to go back to school, okay? <laughs> because they are literally eating me out of house and home, and they are eating every five seconds, and the 26 can't come fast enough. Girl, I saw a meme on social media. It says, your children's stomach haven't hurt all summer, but soon I posted that. Start, they be like, oh. I told my husband that this morning. I said, have you noticed these two little ones have not complained of one? ailment <laughs> and then my niece commented on that post and she's like what about it and then my sister was like oh she's a habitual offender so at least she can drive herself I said exactly Cassie's gonna be like my stomach hurt and Jackson's gonna be like my head hurt I think I have a temperature check my temperature I have a fever no you go to school I'm like, get your, get your clothes on. You was going. <laughs> but that's how the that rant of wanting my kids to go back to school. I mean, a lot's been going on. I'm getting ready. I'm doing some products for um, SL Vixen. I'm doing a Vixen Glow. And I'm calling it Glow Phenol. Glow Phenol, Glow Beautifully. Um, and then over the weekend, I worked a lipstick launch by Sam Leah. Oh, it was, was so amazing. dope. And okay, my came out. Okay, I was the assistant MUA in oh, the house. God. Okay, she is doing She a better whole be glad lot. I didn't show up with my whole makeup brush belt. <laughs> I'm glad she gave she me because I was about to be everybody's face in there. Okay. I was ready. And unfortunately, the photographer took some pictures of her touching me up. Okay. So it made it look like she was doing my makeup. And that is all she needed. Y'all can't tell me nothing else. (laughs) But it was a beautiful event. It was great. And Sam is just so awesome. And her lipsticks were bomb. Um, And I I was just so happy that I was recommended for um, the event. So I'm just kind of, you know, working. My contest ended. So I'm getting ready to announce the winner. I have to get that together. It cannot be an honorary winner. You can't. You got one for your birthday. Oh, I need a different color. Anyways, <laughs> she ain't. She's not the winner. So let's just put it out there. Um, but we. Um, I mean, the event was great, and I feel like there's a lot of good things happening with my brand. I'm getting ready to start an email list, so y'all better sign up and don't act like you can't. But what's going on with Lash Over? Lash Over is going extremely well. I have to say so myself. Okay. Two. To my own horn. <laughs> yes, so I just dropped my lash line. Okay, the matte. Flat matte. Flat. Classic lashes are available now at lashoverllc.com. If y'all want to purchase any, there are two for 20 right now. Introductory price. Because better get them while they... <laughs> but I mean, lash over is going well. Like, I mean, I have my lash tray line i have my lash adhesive line i have my aftercare kits popping off i mean clients are rolling in so i can't complain you know my skills are getting better i mean maybe one day god gonna bless me with my own suite you know mm-hmm. I, you know gotta speak it into existence okay, claim it. you know but it's going well you know it's a lot of you know copycats out here but hey you know Somebody has to has to lead, you know. The somebody whole tree. somebody has to be the leader. The whole tree. Somebody has, to be, has to be the leader, and I guess God just said, "Courtney, Courtney you. you do it." And I said, "You know what? I'll take it." 
I'll take okay. But yeah, Lash Up is going great. So if y'all want to book an appointment, you know, you can DM me at Lash Up LLC on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> she be in there. But it's going good. I mean, we can't do the show without thanking our sponsor. Yes, Miss D and her boo and Potomac Management Solutions. Potomac Management Solutions. Giving us the space. Right. And, and we here sipping on our, what, margarita? 1800, the ultimate margarita peach And flavor. it wouldn't be us if we didn't add extra tequila. Okay. Hornitos. Hornitos. Go ahead, give it the Spanish. Hornitos. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't be us if we didn't put it in like a wine glass. Because okay? that's what we do. We Everything goes in a wine glass. Everything. Okay. Except if it's some actual margarita, like a chilled one. But we put those in martini glasses. Right. We don't know? even do the margarita because we that extra. We just that extra. Our margaritas go I mean, it could be glasses. a Henny and Coke. It's going in a wine glass. <laughs> it is. Okay? And it is just, what it is. So I know y'all hear an extra voice in the background laughing and clapping and teeing or whatever. So we have our very first guest on the show. We excited, y'all. We are excited. And her name is Jenna Henderson. Want Thank to say hello? You. Yeah. Hello, everyone. How are you? So thank you for coming on the show, Jenna. Um, just to further introduce her, she is a transgender female who is willing to share her entire life story with us. So, thank you. Yes. And she's going to talk about stuff you don't see on phones. Yeah. Because I know you see the title of this episode today. Mm-hmm. But she's going to go a little, she's going to dive in. Right. What you don't see on phones. Especially the ballroom scene. The ballroom. <laughs> right. Okay. Especially. That's, right. that's not how the life really is. Right. All the time. Right. All it's right. all glitz and glams until reality hits. And then there's a big, big Oh, Okay, don't, don't give me Cardi. Sorry, I know you can't watch that. We can't that. afford to be sued. But all right, so we're going to turn it over to Jenna, and I'm going to do your thing. Yeah, so the name of our show uh, tonight is... It's called, and the category is... Pose. Y'all know where that came from. I thought real hard about that. Because <laughs> I'm that pressed. I was so pressed to tell Courtney the title idea. I was like... Winning. The title was right. the part, and we had it first this time. Right. So we're here with Jenna. She's gonna tell us about her whole life. Literally her whole life. Yeah. All of it. All of it. So do you want to begin? Introduce yeah. yourself? Yeah, I'm Fred. Jenna. I'm basically I thank you guys for the introduction. Um, I'm actually happy to be here. Really pumped, really excited. I uh, love how you guys self- set everything up. But um, I was born in Sierra Leone. Oh, uh, my sister. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you were born in Sierra Leone, right? I was born did you know in what? Life. So how, when did nope. you come to America? I came to America when I was seven years old. Say something. Okay, so. What's not your name? What's not your mom's name? No, right. No, wait, wait. Well, no, because you guys, you know, my friend is always like, you know, back home, the weather is just, it's humid this time of year. I was like, well, when was the last time you've been there? The shade. I haven't been there since I left because of the war and I I heard a lot but that's not why you didn't go back why you didn't go back I just ain't going back rich I just haven't you talk about well I heard there were laws against people like me well probably yes probably wouldn't be the one to go back right now let that settle down let it let it simmer down a little bit I wouldn't recommend you to go right now because you know I just said all that because Amy's like oh she's telling me about the weather and all the the natural resources and I'm like bitch you ain't been there since you was seven it's changed now the sand probably a little different it don't matter 
still the same. I mean, you know, I could talk about the other shit. Sad. Right. There's, we we used to dig up diamonds in the backyard. We used to find she the mango tree. We had a mango tree. tree and everything right there. But we had a fig tree in my yard, okay? But you We had a fig tree. Did we, mama? Did we? Because she watched it. And she go and listen. So let us know. We had a fig tree. <laughs> I can't. Anywho, go ahead. Sorry. So I was born in Sierra Leone, and uh, the funny the funny thing about that was that prior to my birth, my mother had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and it was a girl. And my mom always had a a grudge against the, the dead baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I came out very young to my mom um, when I was like what, four or five years old. Because mm-hmm. um, in Africa, they, they we bathe outside and your mom washes you and everything outside. She even, we call it, broke your clothes. Mm-hmm. So with my mom would, with your hands or like a grater to use. So what my mom would always notice that when she was washing me, I would always tuck my penis like under, you know, mm-hmm. and she would always ask me why you're doing that. And I would say, I want to be like you, mommy. I want to be like you. And she would say, no, God gave you that. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody that knows me, anybody that knows my family knows that my mom um, br- brutally beat me up as a child, actually beat me within inches of my life because mm-hmm. she... She didn't want she she wanted the daughter, but she she was more excited about having a son, right. and she thought that that would have brought my father and her together. She mm-hmm. wanted the whole package, yeah. and that never happened. Having that baby to keep them right, back. and so like my family like never understood why my mom beat me that day, and that was why because I came out as uh, well. I didn't know the word transgender. I just knew that something wasn't working right. with the way it is. But the elders at that time in my family, um, like grandma, Anna, grandma, all these people in my family, they knew that I was different, mm-hmm. but I was never picked on um, for, for that. For being well, different. Right. But when I came to, to the United States, it was a huge culture shock. I learned about skin color. Mm-hmm. I learned about all these different things. And I was in those schools, uh, those white schools where... You know, they would ask me to do African tribal dance. Because they just swear, like, you that know, you're so, so disrespectful. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you're from the bush. Yeah. <laughs> no, you from the bush. Wait, yeah. I'm not from the Can bush. Can you do it? Right. Do you see lions and tigers and stuff when you walk out? No, I don't. I don't. I saw the shit when I came to America and went to the zoo. Right. I never saw that. I am not from the village. I'm from the city. And I don't understand. But I mean, I guess I, I, guess I can understand the ignorance that they had never Nat met Geo. someone. Right. They, that's what they would think. Yeah. And Nat Geo shows people walking outside and touching the gi- giraffes. Right. And that's right. Not how you know, we like, Right. I've never seen the village, so I've never seen a wild animal right. in my life. So... I mean, you might see a monkey or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but nothing like at the zoo. Yeah, like <laughs> lions and shit. I don't think anyone remembers that. Yeah, well, the most <laughs> I just have to throw at her. <laughs> see, maybe it's good that I'm not sitting next to you because I would probably throw something at you. Y'all are so So, um, yeah, coming to the United States was a big shock to me. Um, of course, as a young child, being effeminate. Um, you you get bullied, you get um, mm-hmm. attacked, and uh, yeah. the thing is, um, there was some deeper issues in my life because my mother actually abandoned me oh. multiple times because she didn't like the fact that I was what I was, right. and she wanted a masculine boy, and she wanted mm-hmm. children. She would always tell me like, "I want kids from you, I want kids from you," 
And um, I never understood that at age nine to age 12. Right. But things got really um, hectic because during that time I was going from school to school to school. And, you know, I just never fit in and I was constantly being bullied. So my family thought, okay, we're going to put you in a private school, a private Christian school Mm. in the mountains in Southwest Virginia. You're going to go in hillbilly country and and you're going to come back in straight. And you know, we're praying. We have our Bibles out. We're reading all psalm books and everything. She's like, she's not having it. Right. So the school, actually, I came out when I went to, it's called Mountain Mission School. I went Mm -hmm. there and I actually came out as bisexual. That was the hardest thing for me in my life, actually, was coming Mm -hmm. out as bi because you got a lot of backlash in the black community for being bisexual. Right. Um, but I, but I knew in the back of my head that I was also going to transition, mm-hmm. and um, I, like, I started planning what doctors I would talk to. Oh and wow! I started networking in the DC area. I talked to different trans women, even the ones that look kind of shape shifty. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so before you, when you came out as bisexual, so were you physically still? Boy. Did, did you look like a gay boy? Then? I looked like a gay boy, okay. but I was I wasn't like the stereotypical yes, honey, and all You're that. Right. I was just really feminine the way I did things. I preferred to stay in the kitchen and do okay. women's okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, so I came out as bisexual, and the school was not having it. Were you at a Christian school? Yeah. What you think they were going to do? They kicked me out. <laughs> what did you think they were going to do? They kicked me out. I was in my in my eleventh grade year. They kicked me out. My junior year. You should have waited till senior year, bitch. So that way you could at least finish. Right. No, but there was a new girl in school that I really liked. Oh. So I. Okay. Yeah. So I came out. I should. I I didn't think that through. (laughs) But but anyways, as soon as they kicked me out, I came back to DC, got my GED. Well, I went to Robinson High while I was in DC. Mm -hmm. I went to Robinson High. I used my old address because it was still a Virginia address. Oh, okay. And then I went to Robinson High, completed and got my diploma from there. And then I turned around and got my GED two weeks later, just so I could feel better about the situation. And from there, that's when my transition basically started. That was probably around 2011, 2012. Okay. So that was a really, really uh, pivotal time in my life because I had to find all these doctors, all these surgeons, all these scientists. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after I got all of them to agree to help me with the transition, I had to go to the FBI, ask for permission, get my name changed by a judge. Wait, wait, what? You got to do all that? Because you're changing your identity. Yes. And right. especially being a foreigner. And I, oh, you're right. I still so you, wasn't a U.S. citizen then. Oh, right. Yeah, so that they trapped me throughout my whole transition. It was oh. the worst. But now the rules have changed for the transgender community. Right. You no longer have to notify the FBI. So you can just go on the wig. How long ago was it? <laughs> when did you do go through your transition? So it was uh, November of 2000 and. 12. I feel like that's okay. when I met her. Like, okay. we and her became friends on Facebook. That's how I know Jenna. Yeah. Not realizing as of today, she's also family to somebody that I know. Right. But I met, I, I don't know how we became friends on Facebook, but like, I always have been very mesmerized by her content because mm-hmm. she's been very open. So I literally have tracked her whole transition from mm-hmm. beginning to end and she, don't come at her because she will get you all the way together. All right. Because so she was as you should. Yeah. 
You know, because yeah. she was very open. It's not like she was one of those people that was shady and hiding who she was trying to be right. and who she was before. Right. Like, she'll post her before picture of when she was a boy and, you know, as she went through the process. So I've literally seen the whole process go through watching her be friends with her on Facebook. Right. And I'm actually thankful and grateful for having people like you because in my community, we don't value um, that type of stuff. We value the ballroom scene. We value the all that glitz and glam. Pose. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that, I, I watch Pose because yeah. of the, it's, it's exciting to watch. It is. But the reality of living the, that lifestyle is very um, tragic. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the show did show the 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 tragedy in that particular yeah. lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah. because it's real like it was it's been some scenes i was like oh wow they really like had to deal with this kind of thing right. like the prostitution pe- everything oh yeah. yeah yes a lot of that peer that right. famous peer yeah. especially <laughs> if you're not passable and that, that that's a very uh touchy subject in the community mm-hmm. because everybody feels as though they're passable and it's they're like the brown paper bag thing it, went for African for yes. black women you know yeah. like if, yeah. you're not, if you're not lighter than this paper bag you can't pass right and like on the show post Angel passes because she's the one that looks the most feminine, feminine. out of yeah. everyone and right. everyone kind of envies her you can tell right because she literally can't pass for a woman right even though she still is got a lot of insecurities because she knows she's not yeah right and I think that, that also that, that's a, a important part that we forget as trans women when we transition we forget that we are still trans people mm-hmm. a lot of us don't really respect the boundary of because when you transition you're really stepping into female territory yeah and a lot of trans people don't really give the respect or the homage to black women i agree with that and i, I, I feel that. as though there should be a certain type of grace that you do it with there should be some type of like sisterhood mm-hmm. like if i know something that's happening in the community that could possibly damage your health why not let black women know what's happening you don't have to call out names you can yes. just give people signs like one of my friends she found out that her boyfriend was dl yeah. and i told her i said check the glove compartment Oops. see there's a booty cleanup kit in there <laughs> and then go to the back of the, the back of the trunk pick up that false tire, that fake tire oh, slot. Shit. And then she found like an enema bottle, baby wipes, a, really? a whole booty, The whole kit. The whole, whole booty, 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 oh, booty kit. Oh, my God. And <laughs> a lot of these niggas, they, a lot of these men, they, they, they do a lot of slick shit. And for me, I mean, yeah, they do. Look, girl, you're about to have people check in the glove compartment. They do. Yeah. Checking that they're going false. Let me get home and check up on the tires and shit. <laughs> even, even watch how he, how he shit everything. Just, how he shit? Because some niggas, when they sit on the, on the toilet, it just goes right through because there's no walls Ooh. at all. And women don't really pay attention I mean, to that. I mean, that is something that women don't pay attention to. But another thing about, like, transgender women mm-hmm. They are so... Some of them can be so extra. Yeah, yeah. Very extra. And I'm like, a real, real woman, woman is not that doesn't shot like that. Not saying a trans woman is not a real woman, because some people get offended when you say that, but yeah. they are so extra, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they... Yeah. Yes! <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of, all, all I don't time. do that. We yeah. do that to be but funny. That's funny. Yeah. But that's not like how we are all the time. That's not our See, everyday lives. When I sat down with females, they told me that they felt as though transgender women were like retarded or deformed 
Uh, versions of a real woman, <laughs> and no. When I sit down with them, I'm really open, and I let them, I let them vent about how they really, really feel, and then I take it as one of the community. Mm-hmm. I say, well, this is what they're saying. Let me see what they're saying if it's true, because mm-hmm. a lot of times when I'm taking the bus or this that whatever, I'm on the train. I sit behind people and I hear what they have to say about trans people, and because I'm passable. People don't even think twice about oh, about me. Yeah. So like, I really get to really see how they mm-hmm. feel, and half of the time it's just black women feel as though they're not being respected. Like, how dare you become me, become someone like me, and then turn around and try to shit on me? Like, right. you know, like, and you have a dick. That's a if you have it. That's a lot of shit to to, to deal, deal with. with. Yeah. So like, that's that's a problem in its own. But instead of us actually. Fixing our problems, we rather go and go pick at somebody. Oh, she looked tired, or we call her fish, and all these things. And females keep saying they don't like that, mm-hmm. but the community just keeps on doing what they're doing, and that's how a lot of negative shit gets started. And the crazy part is that there are more white transgender than black. Yeah, and they're yeah. silent about it. It's like fifty-five percent they're, they're identify as white. And only 16% identify as African-American. And they get That's killed the most. The most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're both just, the, the white transgenders are just as extra as the black And they are very, like, obvious. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I went to the hair store. And there was, like, two girls there. <laughs> Bitch, don't come and see me. I was looking for a week from my mama because yeah. she had to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but she, I was in there looking, you know, just minding my own good little business. And I'm like, I see these two girls. Like, one of them, I'm pretty sure, may have been a woman. I don't know. Maybe she could have been trans. I don't know. But there was definitely the other one. Well, if you're questioning her gender, she probably, probably is. Trans, yeah. But the other don't one that was white. Yeah. Yeah, the other one I was white I mean, was looking like a whole man in a wig. Oh, I said, yeah. and I was like, "Sir, ma'am, what up? Don't get yeah. that wig. It is not." I mean, I do give it to the to the black yeah. transgender um, individuals because it's like at least they try to be try to more look like feminine. yeah, more feminine. Whereas like sometimes a white transgender, they just kind of go. Get they like look go. like a man with so you, know, you know, we gotta keep you filled. You're we so gotta, generous. You know, Thank you. Keep the conversations going yeah, like and the drinks filled. You know. They just kind of get up and be like, bitch, accept me for me. Right. And I look like a whole woman and a woman. Right. And that's the funny part. That's the the real funny part because they get shocked when they they go outside their house because a lot of them are white and they're used to this white people just skimming over them. But then Mm -hmm. like us black folks, we're like... um, Shit is not adding up here. Right. Like mm-hmm. your shoulders are forty-eight inches. Right. Your feet. You're six foot nine. Right. You're... Size twenty-two shoe. Trying to wear find a pump to put on. Like, <laughs> like I need you to go to big and tall. <laughs> like, the shoes cost a bait or something. They go to. They used to go to Payless to get their shoes because you know Payless has a variety. Yes, they but do. now Payless is shutting down, so it's like, oh, you know. But um, my problem with my community that I've noticed is just the lack of respect for black women. I, maybe, cause I don't know, like a lot of my friends tell me that my um, my perspective is different because I'm bisexual. I still have that bond with that black woman. So like there's not a, a need to compete or a need to, I see you as motivation. I see you as goals. I see you as something I can look up to and aspire to be like. Right. But, I don't, over. but I don't see myself as, I will ever reach that 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 epitome of womanhood because I wasn't 
God didn't bless me with that original body. body. So it's it's just being practical and being realistic. That's why a lot of people see us as delusional, loud, extra, and just anytime you see us, it's always going to be trouble after. Like, you know, I'm just tired of us being seen as a jackass, and I'm not attacking the community. Right. But that's what a lot of people conceive when they see us, is, oh my God, this this thing is going to come over here and fuck right. things up. And it's like, if, if, you're, if you, you say that you want to live your truth, but you're over here lying about your gender, you're over here drugging dates, yeah. drugging guys right. at the club, because I'm not going to paint a picture of, oh, trans people are so innocent, because mm-hmm. we do a lot of fucked up shit. And when karma comes back to hit us, it's like, damn, you know, but they, they played this story like, oh my gosh, she was homeless. She had to do sex work <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that's half of it. But what this, a whole story but this bitch used to go around the city and pick fights with bitches 24 7 or right. post so she was coming at her. Right. 24/7. So what about like religion? Well, like, how do, do some people think, oh, God cursed me because he made, he, he made me have a penis or was born with a penis and I really needed to have a vagina like or do they look at it like God you made me like this and now I have to deal with all of these issues and well, all this hate all these hate crimes that are out here like I mean how does that because there's a lot well, every, every, action, every action has a reaction right. every action has a consequence so if you're jumping into something and not thinking about all the the, the ifs and whatever you're that, that's on you yeah. but like for me personally when I first started my transition I just didn't go off my feelings. I paid, what, over $12,000 for a scientist to do an uh, analytical test on my brain, to test my brain cells, test my hormone levels. Am I truly transgender? Because transgender people are born with female minds and a male body. So that's a big misconception, too, because I think... As you're explaining, like, how everything started for you, like you were saying, like, I think there is, like, the big misconception of, like you said, sexuality and how you identify, like, what you feel you are versus what What you're born as. And that's just, like, the whole gay thing. Like, people always think, oh, you can't be, you can't be born gay. But you can't tell me how somebody's born. Like, were you in the vagina? Were you there? Right. Like, I I don't understand. So, it's like, I think people have to find a way to educate themselves more and not pass judgment on just Mm -hmm. assuming, oh, they just trying to be extra no this could be really how they feel from birth and versus just acting as if just disregard it but the thing is that situation is so rare it is it is a rarity to actually be transgender or actually be gay it's very it's a rarity even in nature itself we have uh clownfishes that change gender if the the dominant male dies the dominant female comes Um, we have uh seahorses that give pregnancy so you you have abnormalities in nature but when this is talking about the gay agenda here when you mediatize it and, and, and push it on little children and say, oh, well, do you feel this way? Do you feel that way? And you're going off of feelings instead of uh, tangible tests. It takes a long a long time for a male body to actually uh, transit, uh, to actually go into puberty. Mm-hmm. So you're actually stopping the puberty of that child and starting them in the opposite direction and I feel as though that that I agree with the black community when they say that that their children are being forced 
you're forcing this on them because oh, you're not right. even allowing them to actually explore right. yeah. what the fuck they are. Right. You know, so like it's I, already making them think a certain way. Yeah. Educating y'all on today. I see the right. argument on both sides and I feel as though there is some compromise, but it's also things that black women feel as though they're not gonna compromise on. Right. If you have a wig on and you you look like a linebacker, she's <laughs> she's not gonna be she's not gonna be inclined to to call you a female or call you she, her, and hers, even though it, it would be courteous for her to respect that, it's not something that she has to do. Right. And that's something that I learned in my transition that not everybody has to respect this. And no, you have to no. be so confident in yourself that it doesn't matter if they call right. you a man or a he or this and whatever. And if, if you're not really confident in who you are, then you're not confident in the truth that you say that you're trying to live. And that's where the contradiction comes in, in play. Because a lot of these transgenders that I've seen in my own community, one day you see them as a boy down in, in Chinatown Gallery Place, and then you, you go on arrows.com or tsbates.com. <laughs> I heard these! What are these? And these. you see them as a full-blown girl with little fake boobs and this, that, whatever. Like a chicken cutlet. Chicken cutlet. <laughs> are these trans sites? These are trans sites, yes. As for, this is where a lot of these download guys go to. Oh. But a lot of them like to pick up transsexuals off the street, that, that to them it's a hunch, you know, because mm, guys right. are they're still masculine because it's easy for you just to pick up the phone and call somebody. And you know that, but they like me. that sexual. That yeah. reminds me of that episode in Pose where the guy, the father, the, guy, the whole husband with the whole two kids. Well, the guy he was in, when the in here, when the lady I forgot what the main character's name was, please do, but please she do. had the surgery to get her penis removed. Oh, and then when she told her her, her what's her name? I mean, with her pimp, I guess he was like, "Oh, I can get a vagina anywhere." He's like, "This is not what I wanted." Ben Benson, was it Benson? But he was on Law and Order. He's well, always in all the oh, I don't know what his name is, but yeah. that, but that just reminded me of that. How like he was like, yeah, I can get a vagina anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying you for, for vagina. vagina. He's paying her. He was paying her for the penis that right. she had, right? Because she looked like she, she looked, looked like a presented. beautiful one, right? But she, but she didn't. She yeah, she, she, she had a, a penis. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when she got that surgery, he was like, yeah, no, I, this is not what I signed up right. for. I can't support you anymore because. I didn't want you, if I wanted you to have this surgery to remove what I like, yeah. I would have gave you the money. They like that it. fantasy. They like that. Uh, to me, I, I feel kind of disrespected when a guy wants me to stand behind him and play the, the man role. Cause it's, right. it, it's, but that's the, that's what they see. That's what, the, that's the porn uh, genre. As we know, that's right. the highest thing that's searched is transgender really? women. Yeah, that's Ooh. like the number one fetish. And maybe fetish. it's because they have a fetish one, and yeah. two people just want to see what it Happen looks like. Like, like that's especially the real thing. for me, since I'm bisexual, I have people calling my phone sometimes. Women want to do swingers parties and that whatever. And I'm not. Look, I have a book. I have a sex <laughs> book, and I keep all the guys that I've slept with, all the girls that I slept with, their their address, their dates, their names, uh-huh. all of that, so that when I do engage with a female. I disclosed that information of who I just recently stopped with. Oh, I'm gonna oh, say so everybody. So like, with everybody. So she, no, I meant like your whole list, whoever. That's yeah. I have a whole list. No, like you disclose your whole list or just the last previous person. people. The previous people. Oh, okay. But if, but if I'm going into a committed relationship yeah. with a female, because I've been in three relationships. They get the right to see everything. Okay. And that way they can say, you well, know, this is somebody's help. Right. And a lot of us don't stress that because I'm tired of seeing a lot of the women that I call my friends go into the clinic yeah. and they come out with yeah. herpes or this, that, whatever. 
simply because the trans community or the gay community isn't being transparent because we're, we're trying to integrate with society, right? We want to be accepted yes. by society, but at the same time, we don't want to show the shady side of w- what we go through. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, there's a lot of diseases and the government right now is using the, the trans positive or the gay HIV positive agenda to actually create new strands of HIV so that and the thing is um, on my side I'm thinking okay well these black women who are having sex with these uh, closeted guys mm-hmm. what if she sleeps with them and she has four extra strands of HIV that, that are not curable right you know that what if she's pregnant like these are things that you know, they can stop a woman from having children mm-hmm. and to me having children is a sacred thing if that's sacred a woman is a Maybe because that's my African background, but women are sacred. So I don't want to ever put them in a situation where they're the losing group. Right. You know? And it seems like we always got to be, we're always placed in a position where we come out as a losing group. Right. As much as we fight for everybody else's shit and fight for everybody else's right. It's I'm like, losing it. fuck it, the black right. women, they can take it. They, they right. can get another L. But no, it's great that you're like, you know. So open about so it. So open about it and so just willing to like continue to fight for the black woman. I mean, and you understand the need for yeah. us, even and the though. the life that we have. Right. right. Like you understand it. Like, I mean, you're one of the good ones, you know. <laughs> Not that many. Not that many. Right, right. So I, I guess, think, you know, let's get down to the... The real dirty. The real dirty. You know, what people Ask really want to know. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Ask away. I'm an open book. I mean, Look, she just got extra shots, so she ready. Yeah. Wait, I got, let me, let me, let me drink. Let me take a sip first. Let's all take a sip. <laughs> sip break. Sip. Mm. So. And I think that's actually a club in D.C. Sip, it is. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah I used to go there. <laughs> I used to go there. <laughs> I mean, I like Afro beats or whatever. So yeah, that's the Afro beats look. Okay, right. so, so you still have your penis? Yes, I I still do have a penis, and I mean, is it like a regular penis or is it like it's an eleven inch penis? Bitch, <laughs> how tall are you? I'm five seven. And how how um big things come in small packages? Clearly. <laughs> It does. And a lot of guys huddle to me. For, like sometimes really? I get offended when a guy, I meet a guy and he's already reaching for it. Like, why are you reaching for it? How, do they know, though, that you still Excuse have your penis? I just, I just, she's always like, I just close that. Skim, skim. <laughs> you said 11 inches? 11 inches. Bitch, how do you tuck How do you tuck that? Well, I, I, I wrap, you wrap it up, like you, you wrap it up and you duct tape it. Oh. Like you, you literally and like then you use a gaft. A gaft is like a, like you can cut off like a, you can cut off like this part of your jeans mm-hmm. and then if it's stretchy you can put like a piece of your jean cut a piece of your jeans so it, you can actually like go into it so it's like a jock strap like, yeah like a jock strap but you just pull wow. it off but wait you roll like, it up. but you're so small I just feel like like so when you and that's what turns on the guys cause it's like you're so feminine there's a huge penis there let's worship I mean you roll it up like <laughs> so it's like not comfortable uncomfortable when you sit down like right now? No, it's not. I mean, it's it's comfortable because I know how to tuck it. I know how to. You have to learn. So, what if you like sit down too fast? It can burn. It can because friction is down there. Ooh, it can ooh. burn. Yeah, some girls, uh, some trans girls, they have like bruise marks around their penis and stuff like that. 
Is that an expensive surgery? Because you, what, okay, what have you had done so far? Okay, so I had um, B cups with the hormones and I wanted double D's. I saw that. But my doctor said, no, you're going to go with small C's. So I got the implants done thanks to Dr. Olding. Okay, okay, Dr. Olding. GW Washington Hospital. We're going to tag him. He's local. He's local. Right. I had my breast done. Who did your initial birth augmentation? Oh, Dr. Olding. Oh, uh, yeah. Dr. Dr. Olding. Mm. He did it. Local doctor guy. Right. <laughs> and um, he also did the tracheal shave because uh, I had a little Adam's apple that I was in- insecure about. So he shaved that down. And then I went in for the, uh, what they call, orchiectomy when they castrate you. So they clip the, the nuts. They get the So that's why you can tuck it. Yeah, it's a little more easy. It's a lot more easier, but it's not. So you can't have kids because it's not where. How does that work? <laughs> well, I'm trying to find well, out. Actually, Look, I'm getting. I'm getting well, educated on have, today. I have sperm actually okay. in the sperm bank waiting. Okay. If okay. I do meet that person, oh, in the sperm bank, so it's sperm frozen. Bank. It's frozen. Okay. okay. And then I got it clipped, so I was scared of aging like a man because a lot of trans women, when they don't get rid of their nuts, mm-hmm. they. Uh, age as a man and a lot of them they still think like that's why like a lot of trans women get themselves in fucked up situations mm-hmm. like being in an abandoned building because they're thinking with their with their masculine you know yeah but when you when you get that clip you're thinking oh i'm a woman i could be raped you know because you got the yeah. nuts clip you can, you can actually I don't want to get locked up for prostitution. I can, I can be in jail and yeah. be raped. But a lot of them, they don't see it. They don't see it like that. They see it like, oh my God, it's a privilege to go to jail. As a trans woman, I get to have all the prison trade and everyone's going to give you my tans. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to rule the runway and get my tans and collect my, you know. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them live, they live, they're so entrenched in the barroom scene that they don't really know how to function in real life. Right. You know, and they don't see, like, how their actions can be perceived as something negative. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, like, walking down Chinatown, being, uh, you you look like a woman, but you're untucked. You know, your your dick is just swinging back and forth. So they do that? Yeah. And they want to be respected as a woman. And I've seen that before, and it's just like... Okay, they can. Could you imagine me walking down the street with with the with, with sweatpants on? You and know, I see this thing. I'll be like, girl, it's like, it's what, like, what is happening? Don't discriminate here? against me. I, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't look at that swing. Don't look at my sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just having a bad hair day or a bad tuck day, and it's like society sees that as. What the fuck, you know? And they don't really see it like that. They see this. Oh, I'm just sexually fluid, and I'm just trying to be myself. But it's like society sees that as provocative. So what, like, you know, how some women yeah. can be like, you know, we don't feel like doing our hair, and makeup, and shit today. So we just gonna say fuck it. Be nice. bare, right? We gonna be a we whole face pet. the world, <laughs> bare face, like a basic bitch, right? So right. as a trans, well, you can never be a basic bitch. Well, you know, you, know, you can no. be an okay, okay bitch. But we can't be a basic bitch now. Right. I mean, like, do you ever feel like I don't want to put this wig on? I don't want to put makeup on. Like, do you feel the need to have to do that to look more feminine? No, um, I feel as though 
every day I wake up, I'm so excited to get dressed. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends, trans friends that I've seen, it's like a task because mainly because it's attached to sex work. Their beauty and their image is attached to sex work. Yeah. So they're waking up in the morning knowing that I have to make money today. I have to look to this way to survive. Because that's how While, you know, people like me who are... Jenna has a regular job. I have a regular job. I work for the AFL-CIO. I'm a background coder. I also work at Sweet Greens to get some extra money on the side. Okay. She got you know, so, so it's, it, you know, I'm not doing this because, oh my God, I want to I want to be seen or I want attention. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of them, they, they attach uh, their transition to a fetish. Like, when I was four years old, I saw my mom wearing red lipstick and I knew that I was a woman. <laughs> And like a lot of black women that I sat with, they're like, "Why would you reduce womanhood to, to lipstick?" Right. You know, and a lot of them tell me how angry they feel about that because it's like you're demoting me, like you're de- you're degrading who I am Which as a because woman. Because there's a lot that happens in this body, and right. still, we are not. They're still and misogynistic, about. and they don't right. see how misogynistic that They're is. Right. They don't see that. And it's it, that's where the disconnect happens between me and the community. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, there's a certain line. They don't. They don't uh, see a lot of them. They grow up from broken homes, and when they grow up, they, there's no boundaries. There's I can do whatever I want, so I can sell myself. I can go over here and do this because there's no structure. While black women are raised to be this, that, whatever, and that certain things are instilled within mm-hmm. men and women. But as trans women, there's no rules around that. Right. So. But that also leads us to being vulnerable, mm-hmm. to being attacked, and all these murders that I, I keep hearing, and it hurts me because like every time I turn on the news, a trans person is killed on Eastern Avenue. And then you have Mrs. Budd, who is a transgender advocate, who keeps saying, stop going there. Stop, but I understand why the girls go there, because Sex they have money. to make money. Yeah. Um, if, they, if society shuts them out, not only because of their behavior, but because of how they look. Mm-hmm. And I understand that's a huge privilege that I have over them. And I understand that. But at some point, you're going to have to add two and two together. Like, what right. can you do? Even if it's going to the D.C. Council and telling them, look, I have no other option but this. Please, we're being killed left and right from, from this situation. Can you please make a way for us? And half of the time, the D.C. government will force certain companies to... Uh, to hire some trans people, mm-hmm. but when they get their job for six or eight months, they get lazy and then they get booted out and they're right back on the streets and then they get killed. And it's like, what the fuck? Right. Mm-hmm. But when you think about them um, feeling like they have to have, they have to prostitute themselves to, to get money, why though? Like, why is that the, the go to? It's the quickest way of, uh, well, back in the past, in the early 80s and early mm-hmm. 90s. That's the quickest way of paying for your surgeries. So they do it to pay for their surgery. Right. But now it's different because Medicaid will actually pay. If you're HIV positive, mm-hmm. they will pay. They will fund everything. <laughs> Sex change, everything. <laughs> Everything's a break. But, but why do you have to be HIV positive for, for them to do that? That's not taking the AIDS away. Because you have to deal with white supremacy. White supremacy is always strengthening itself. And you know that black women give birth to black men. So what's the quickest way of destroying black women? Well, give free surgeries. You know these people have no option but sex work. Majority of them are HIV positive. So that's where we can kill two birds and one stone. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't talk to black women and let black women know this is what's happening. 
you know, and it, it's sad because like I hear the gay agenda from all these different, you know, whole tap people. Mm-hmm. And at some points I agree on certain levels because I live the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, you know, with the whole chemical, the type of chemicals being the water to yeah, make yeah. black men effeminate. That's true to some to some uh, degree. Mm-hmm. But the, the the most thing that's more real is the trans girl being put. If you're positive, okay, great. We'll give you all the surgeries you need. Work the hotels. Go state. Because a lot of us go on tour. The trans okay. community goes on tour. What is go- that? Going on tour is like posting your ad like on Craigslist or whatever. We used to used Craigslist. to be able to do that. And you can post it in different cities oh. and go from city to city to city and have raw sex. Because a lot of these clients, they prefer raw sex than condom sex and they'll actually pay you more for raw sex. What? So a lot of these trans women are having raw sex and giving it to these men and these men are actually passing it to, to, their, black women. to the black women and then that creates a new strand of HIV and then black women are waiting for the next prep to come out yeah. you know and there's so many you, we don't sit that's what I'm saying there's this there's this envy for black women there's this hatred towards black women mm-hmm. that a lot of us don't want to tell them the truth. Like, this right. is what's happening. I'm HIV positive. I can get housing for free. You have my surgeries for free. This or that. I get a $1,200 check from Wait, the government. Wait, I wouldn't want to trade my health. I wouldn't want to say, give me AIDS so I can get a free surgery Correct. in a free house. But you have to right. understand that when you're trans, you especially when you're not passable, mm-hmm. you live a life where you're stuck there. Okay. So them giving you all these free surgeries the way of of like validating who you are at mm-hmm. the same time, but on the other hand, you're spreading disease. Right. Instead yes. of being honest. Yes. So like what? Uh, look, if we have listeners in Atlanta, don't come at us. Yeah. Don't DM us. I'm just speaking facts. Yeah. Atlanta is like one of the biggest cities that has down low niggas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what what you're saying about like the the Medicaid agenda and them giving them like the surgeries and yeah. everything, has it become more prominent in places like Atlanta where it was already an epidemic with a lot of married men that were sneaking around sneaking around, you know, fucking trans and right. people and not disclosing it. So has that made the epidemic even worse mm-hmm. from where it was before? And actually, I feel as though, in a way, it kind of lessened it because uh, now people can be open about it. But back in the back in the day, like in the early nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. things were so closeted and so underground that people didn't want to talk about anything. But I, I, I feel as though there's there's more harm done. I'm gonna agree with that. There's more harm done, but it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier on one end, but it's detrimental. To the people who have an image of their man, like a lot of black women that I talk to, they would never conceive their man being gay, mm-hmm. you know, or right. being with a trans person. And then right now they're being shocked by all these different celebrities being caught with trans women and all right. these, you know, what I'm saying. But now it's more open. It's open, but it's more detrimental. Yeah. But some trans women are like really you, beautiful. Yeah, and you don't know. Um, I mean, I guess. You do know, but you don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, a lot of guys think if she's if she's extra pretty, because a lot of us mm-hmm. go over the top with being beautiful, they automatically, like for me, for instance, they'll say, oh, that's a man, because she's just 
all the time they see me, I'm always on point. I'm always yeah. lashed up or whatever. Yeah. And okay. Like, Lash sidebar, you can like pick her up. She does lashes. She's right. lash type. Yeah, <laughs> she runs your way. <laughs> but but this is the honesty in the community. Real honesty. Don't say that you're living your truth and then open up a door that's going to kill many different people or ruin their lives. Like I couldn't like as soon as I think about being a, if I was born a female. Like, how would I handle this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, would I feel the way that some black women feel? Like, what the fuck is going on? Not, not that black women don't support trans women because 99 percent we, we do. Black women are always on the front lines defending everyone else I but herself. Tired. So, so how dare you, in a way, say that she's homophobic? She's just she's worried about her health. That's where all the negative stigma comes from. It's just me not being secure with my health. Not that I'm insecure about being a woman because I can right. I can always produce kids. Like you can never touch me. I'm a female mm-hmm. I get that and I respect that but at the same time it's like what if and that's the biggest question what if and then nine times out of ten these what ifs actually manifest and because it's a something. fucked up you know yeah in regard oh go ahead no no like so you had we'll go back to the stuff yeah I had opiatomy done I had my breast augmentation and I recently had my facial feminization done that's when they um, actually they actually cut like in your forehead because I got a big one forehead my forehead is not big they cut right here peel your skin all the way back reshape your skull because your men tend to have boxy faces Mm -hmm. and women have oval faces so they'll do that reshape your skull and then lower the hairline Mm -hmm. and then shave the male brow bone because females don't have male brow bones females have flat and then they contour your nose, your nose to make it more feminine. They contour your lips and your chin and your jaw. And sometimes they will use the bone off your jaw to accentuate your cheekbones. Okay. So when did you do this and how long was recovery? She just did this. I just recently got it done. I, I got that. Yeah, I recently got that done. And that was hell. I was hell. How I mean, so where are the scars? Like, where you have to have some kind it's, of like. It's in your hairline. So oh, okay. And then a lot of they go in your mouth to actually cut the bone and Oh, so it's not on the outside. Yes, yeah. How much was that? Well, yeah, it's over 120K to get your facial feminization done. Breast augmentation is about 15 to 25,000. You know, orchiectomy is about six to twelve thousand dollars. But you're looking like that's why the, the trans community was so upset with Caitlyn Jenner Girl, yeah, because she could just that. transition overnight. And she acts like she is. Supposed to just be like, that's she what they that like. whole right. award and right. shit for what? Women of the year, and then a lot of women felt offended by that. But I was offended. I'm not trans. Right. <laughs> like, what did you do? I mean, but I, it seems like you can kind of change almost everything about you mm-hmm. about. Yeah. But why don't they change their shoe size? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you, you're beautiful, and then you look at the feet, the and the feet are like big. Like, okay, you, if you can do the whole facial <laughs> thing, why they won't go as far as changing the shoe size? <laughs> well, they can do like your toe. They can cut the bones off your toe to make it a little bit smaller. Right, right. But that's right. as far as you can probably go. Yeah. So it's expensive. If you're a size 13 and up, it's like, uh, you're screwed. <laughs> you might get to a 12. Right. Right. So do you feel like a lot of trans women are, they, they can't really afford, I mean, you're blessed enough to have regular employment to yeah. be able to get your stuff done. Right. But like the everyday trans 
woman? Are they like, what is their plight in trying to feminize themselves and afford the surgery? Right. A lot of them want to get HIV. A lot of them want to get infected first. Oh, that is crazy to hear. That is because so you're willing to get AIDS right. to get to look like a woman. Right. That blows so you can my die. whole mind. Right. Okay. That blows right. my whole mind. Because a lot of them, like I said, a lot of them have pussy envy. And there's this jealousy. Like, I, I, they know subconscious, subconsciously that they, they will never be a female. Mm. So they're like, well, I'm just going to transition and then give these like the man in uh, Frederick who was passing around HIV recently he was passing on purpose so like there's a, there's like a get back at black women like yeah you might not, you might call me a man when I'm out in public but I'm fucking your nigga behind closed doors and I'm gonna send him back with this disease that's and that's why I say there's a huge attack on black women's bodies yeah. And I see that in in the community. Some of some of the time it's not intentional, mm-hmm. but majority of it is intentional. I mean, to me, it's intentional if you have you know it. you have it and you don't disclose that. Right. That's intentional, right? And there's nowhere uh, nowhere right. else to explain that. That's intentional, right? It, it's just like 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 you said. It, it, it your mind can't even wrap around. I can't. Oh. I'm that's trying to figure out why you would purposely. Get yourself AIDS just so you can get surgery to look like a woman. Right. Just so you can do that. Bitch, we'll get a regular job. Because they feel, as though, they feel as though the world will never accept them. But the world has become more right. accepting of, of all it. of it. Right. right. And it could be because, like, look, Corny knows I, mean, I stay on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> we both stay on Netflix. So right. I watched that old school documentary about the first trans woman that was like one of the bigger um that's a Maya thought uh, yeah that was like a big See, advocate and she was found yeah. no not, a, not not her oh. um it's another one it's like she was in New York and then like out of a sudden they found her dead in the river and she was oh, floating I can't I think of her that. name it was like back in the day like yeah. when the whole ballroom scene was happening yeah. in New York and she was one of the first trans activists yeah. and I, everyone felt like oh, she Marge was Mar- P. there you Marjorie P. Johnson yeah. and she was murdered right. like everyone thinks she was murdered because they were like the way her her like her injuries were related to murder, and then like no one tried to figure mm-hmm. out what happened. The police were trying they to just investigate, let it go. They don't and care. the trans community was really affected because she was one of the biggest pioneers in just speaking out right. and being positive about the whole mm-hmm. trans community in general. But the, but their pushback doesn't come from black people; it comes from the white establishment. So that's why I get upset with a lot of trans women because they don't see that okay, they allow you. The system allows you medically to transition right. and legally a transition but they will not protect you legally, legally. Right. so right. it's like why are you picking a fight with black women <laughs> when, when you should be fighting the white right. supremacists so it, right. it, you know that's where I'm coming from I'm looking at the bigger picture mm-hmm. like these people are killing all of us as black people and what are we doing we're, we're encouraging it right. yep. and we're you know? each other right. yeah and then we're using this HIV to, 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 to put down another a female a female, right? This is a. This is not just anybody. This right. is a female. We, we like. I'm not sure about maybe it's my African roots, but women play such a huge role in in tradition and everything. So if you're attacking the black woman, you are attacking yourself mm-hmm. and you're attacking your own existence. The lineage, right? the lineage, you know, yeah. I never I never heard of a tra- of a black woman saying, you know what. I don't think you should, should transition. Correct. If they do say you shouldn't transition, it's because they feel as though you might not survive. You might not live long enough. And some of them 
I've seen a lot of black women pull aside trans women and say, look, you know, I know you feel this way about being a woman, but I don't think you're going to make it. Make it. And I want you to live. And a lot of them feel as though, well, you know, you just think that I would never be fishy and this, that, whatever. What is this fishy? I was going to ask you, what is this fishy? Like, what is, look. I, I need some new words. Yeah. Fishy, fishy, cunt, cunt. Oh, we know cunt. Yeah, cunt is a negative. Why, why would you even refer to a black woman like That's that? That's a cunt. Yeah. No. That's more misogyny. Like, but what is fishy? It's like you're spewing white supremacy all over your own people. What does fishy mean, though? Fishy is like, oh, you could be, you could be passed off as a real girl if you don't open your mouth. Like catfish. And, yeah, catfish. <laughs> And it's not because black female black females don't see you as real women. I see a lot of black females who actually support trans people, who actually give advice. Like a lot of us don't even see when a real uh, when a straight man or a bi guy is disrespecting you. Mm-hmm. If he's over there doing, he knows what you are and he's disrespecting you, and he's not even offering you basic decency. A lot of them they say that they want to be women, but they don't really understand what being a woman is. Like for instance, when I was growing up as trans or whatever, I never understood why my best friends or my female friends wanted me to stay next to them at a bus stop. Mm -hmm. I never understood the fear of being by yourself as a woman. A lot of them, if you ask them about, oh, what have you learned in your transition? A lot of them, the only thing they can tell you is, oh, I know I could, I could do makeup, I can do hair, that's I know how to dress. Right, that's not can what you be saying about. Yeah, right. I mean, so what have you yeah. learned from being? From I've learned that it's scary being a woman, especially being yes. per- perceived as a black woman. Your const- your hair is constantly being judged, even if it's a weave or natural. It's like okay. you can't, you can't fucking win, and it's like so lose lose. And a lot of these straight guys, they have a mentality of I want to be served, I want to be this, I want you to submit, but it's like submit to. What? <laughs> where are you leading me? That's even straight man. Where are you leading me to? And they want to no, be worshipped. No return. Yeah, nah. Right. They want to nah. be worshipped. And they want to be respected. And and you know. And, and so this this transition has taught me a lot of what bullshit black women go through. And on, on top of it, black women are somehow able to push that aside and still fight. For black men. Okay. So what did you think before you transitioned? I felt as though I was a thing. I really looked at myself as like something that wasn't, that didn't deserve to exist. I felt like I was intruding on everyone else's peace of mind. I felt as though like my gender identity was so provocative that it could be twisted and and turned to something sexual all the time. And and I refuse to be objectified. I know I know that black women face this all the time, especially when you're applying for jobs and there's a white woman mm-hmm. in front of you. She's looking at your body, and there's that that immediate right. envy. You know, because we beat. Okay, oh, okay. Right. job interview. What? What? Right. Suit ain't got no right. <laughs> And then especially being a boy, and then transitioning to be a woman, and you're very beautiful, and then you're sitting in front of a, a white woman. Right. Do you so when you apply for your job yeah. or when you apply for employment? Period. I don't disclose shit. Okay, I, I was gonna ask. I that. mean, I don't think you should. You That's should. Like, I'm not, I mean, I don't. I just didn't know. I just that would be this unless I'm gonna have sex with you. I plan on having sex with you. See, the, the employment side. I, 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 I just go with that. Yeah. But if I'm dealing with a guy who just met me, I let him automatically know mm-hmm. that this is what I am, this is what I'm into, and blah, blah, blah. How do they receive that information? A lot of guys are like, oh, some guys cuss me out. 
some guys actually <laughs> and say what I wish you were a whole man. Yeah, like, 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 like some guys attack me because they're like, you look like a woman, but because they don't understand, right? Or some guys will actually sleep with you, thinking that they're gonna fight the attraction, and then the attraction actually intensifies yeah. for trans and women, and they come themselves. back to kill the trans woman. A lot of us don't think like that because we're so busy trying to make money, 25, right. uh, selling ourselves for 40, 60, 80, $100. Is, it, is it lucrative? Like, okay, I know, I'm getting all into the tears. Yeah, all is the- it lucrative though? You know, because watching Pose yeah. and they be on the pier. <laughs> yeah. I, I always come back to the pier because that's where it looked like it all happens. Right. <laughs> they come and pick you up at the pier and drop your ass off at the pier. Right. So I'm assuming there's a spot like that. Well, some guys will drive you way off. Some guys will at the, I know a lot of friends who do sex work. They might pick you up in DC and take you to Alexandra to do the business. And then they probably leave your ass out there and you have to find your way. But back. is it lucrative? Like, is the income for that work for In state, it's not. You have to go out of state. Oh, you have to be on oh, tour. Okay. On tour. On tour is the only way that you can charge up upscale prices. So Unless you look upscale, they'll pay you upscale. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, what are they find? I mean, maybe I shouldn't ask that question. We're not trying to put that out there. No, like, but the website, she mentioned No, like the website, but a lot of people go to Union Station. Ooh. You know, DC. All they have, they, t- they tell their clients to put fake Uber signs or fake Lyft signs in their car, and they will actually pull up on a trans girl and actually and pick it up like pick, pick up that way. That way, the police won't even know that. What? That's how they make money. They're very slick. We're very, we're very like in the sex. We're very slick people. Oh, or we hang around P Street on um, Dupont Circle, that little park right there. The guys come and pull up, whatever. You just I mean, negotiate the price. P Street, it's right across right the street from Fire. There's a place called Fireplace. That's where a lot of the trans girls go. They work the stroll there. They get their drinks. They turn their tricks. They come back at their drinks. They snort their coke oh. or whatever. And then they, after the end of the night, they count how much money they made. You stop with 20 guys or 40 guys that all made All unprotected, probably. Uh, all unprotected. And, and you only one. made $400. Bitch. Could you imagine what your asshole looks like? <laughs> Like, Especially like, somebody got a eleven inch dick. Right. <laughs> and then you just taking all this dick and these guys are not giving a fuck about how you feel about the dick side. They're just ramming up inside of you. Ooh. And that's why I've noticed that a lot of trans women are really bitter. Cause when I step back and I look back at their actual lifestyle and what they have to do for a living. To survive. To survive, you have to give up your ass, which which is a very like sacred the first chakra is very sacred. And you have all these random niggas that's busting up inside Wait, you said your first what? Your first chakra. Your first energy point oh. in your body. And you take in all these different spirits inside of yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yes. And that's why a lot of us come off as delusional and this not in touch with because reality. Because you have different spirits in you. Yeah. All these different demonic spirits. Mm-hmm. All these dick... And then, then these guys are forcing you to be masculine. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not they, you. They overlook your beauty and they want to see the, how big the dick is and this, that, whatever. Right. And it's like, what the fuck? Why did I even transition? Right. This is what, if you want me to be a man. Yeah, I can just yeah. stand right behind you and do whatever. You know, right. a lot of guys think. So do you have to take like any daily medications and things like that to stay feminine that, that looking? Means, well, if you don't have the orchiectomy, which is the nuts being clipped, mm-hmm. you're going to have to uh, be on spirolactone, which is used for like antihistamine and stuff like that. But it also, 
It also, get, it also gets rid of fluid tension in your oh, body, okay. but it also uses testosterone blocker. Okay. okay. But but if you're if you don't get your nuts clipped, you're gonna always fight against the testosterone. So right. that's why it's very good to get rid of the nuts, okay. so you can actually feminize even more. Right. So but a lot of them to. don't want to get rid of their dick. They don't want to get rid of their. It's part balls. of their income. It's part of their income, and it it's it's. They, they, a lot of them are not really invested in really being a woman. So are you they, invested? I am invested. So you're going to get your... I want my I want my session, but I don't have $180,000 just to throw in a surgeon. You know, I'm, right now, it took me, like, what, three years to save up money for breast augmentation and facial feminization. So it took a while, but I understand it's the journey that I'm on. I'm not in right. a rush to compete. A lot of them are in a rush to be like, oh, yeah, I have a vagina just like you. And mm-hmm. nowadays, science is saying 40 or 60 years from now, they'll be able to, to do a uterus transplant, which has already been done. Really? To have kids. But to me... I have a problem with that because I feel as though that's just le- leave that to black women. I mean, I feel like that type of thing should be given to black women who are infertile. infertile right. Life. Then you help them out by transplanting yeah. 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 Just to enjoy the enjoyment of yeah. having a kid. And know? why can't you just enjoy dressing up as a woman? Why can't you just I mean, some people say that's not enough. Some but you, that goes back enough. to what she was saying, like just trying to continuously bring the black woman down. down. Like just trying to find right. another level to just hit yeah. us yeah. more yeah. and more. Like now that you're about to take us our ability to have fucking kids, you're about to just give it to the whole world well, or whoever can afford it. It's just like another thing. I believe that in a couple of years, the black vagina will be replaced by the white male anus. I believe that that's the route that white supremacy is going to go, is they're going to value... The devalue the black vagina because of all the things that they're doing already to, us. Yeah. Already. to, to black women yeah. Yeah. stealing your placenta and making new well, medical that, that lady yeah. that documentary but not also did you see I that Sarah, that. Ba- Sarah ba- Bates Bateman documentary Amazon had it and initially I was blown because they said Beyonce Sarah Barton, Barton. Yeah. and they said Beyonce was going to play her and I was like oh, oh wow. but that was a false <laughs> right. you know but I watched her actress <laughs> right you know don't come at me behind but right. I I watched the documentary on Amazon because I've always just been fascinated by her story right. how like literally the beginning of the documentary was them like a bunch of white scientists in London right. showing her fucking vagina right. like it was taken from her because it was so mesmerized right. by her vagina then like her breasts and her areola and her ass like she was put on display for right. so many years because they were like oh my gosh how is her breast so big why is her areola so big why is her vagina so thick you can see it through her clothes and her right. ass like they were just so mesmerized yeah. like she was on the Play right. like a circus freak, right? Right, and it's just like, and then the lady that you're talking about, where they stole her placenta, like up yeah. to this day, they still use her yeah. stuff to come up with. The culture that we live in is so consumed, the culture is based on uh black consumption, yeah. So, the melanin, the organs, the yes. even, even the whole court system is based mm-hmm. off devouring black or okay. consuming black products, black things to keep themselves alive. Because they're trying to be us. Right, like right. we are black women. Women. And 
And there's no then, you can't replace that. Yeah, right. You can't you can't clone that. God has ordained that she is life itself. Even when you look at science, mm-hmm. if you were to remove melanin out of the ground, it becomes sand. Yep. If we remove it out of uh, plants, plants have melanin. It becomes sand. They, 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 they <laughs> die. Yeah. They die. So literally, if you remove black women off the planet, everything, everything dies. dies. So that's why I'm I'm very cautious with what I say and what I do because I don't want to ever because I know I'm going to stand in judgment for what mm-hmm. I've done to myself or whatever right. and I want to at least say that I respected your first creation right um, we're talking about placentas and all this right. uh, devouring the black woman because that's what they do because I feel like they're so mesmerized by Looks, how we are skin. able to yeah like our skin and like how we're able to do and so much that they just kind of find ways without telling you because they saw that woman's placenta without her even knowing she oh, went yeah. in because she was sick and Sarah then Barton. right no not her the other lady that you're talking about yeah. they had a documentary about her on HBO too where oh, wow. she didn't even know they stole her cells her um, stem cells <laughs> and it was just taken <laughs> and she her family had to fight for them to like give it back. Well, I mean, it doesn't right. matter. They still kept it because that's how they're still able to find a lot of cures yeah. for a lot of the diseases we have till this day. And also make products too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was some documentary that um, my husband was showing me where they were taking like um, aborted children. The Holy Grail. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Holy> you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> They were like taking like a like a fetuses and like yeah. putting them in pills. Yeah, yeah. Just that's crazy disgusting. to me. But you know, in the past, they used to dig up our ancestors and eat the and eat the flesh or eat the bones. You, you heard, the bones you heard of, about yeah. mummy parties? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's what they used to do, and they still do it today. They still have our organs in jars, and they still perform black magic rituals. And you know, I'm I'm very spiritual. Very, I, I practice the African tradition, Buddha, and they still do those things. Mm-hmm. Even the court system, like I was telling her, is based off of consuming black people, mm-hmm. our melanin, our organs, all that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, they tell you, oh, you're worthless, and yeah, oh, get over it. Yeah. Get over slavery, right. and it's just like, but you keep consuming us. Mm-hmm. So, what's the problem? So, being that you're from, you know, Solomon and stuff. Yeah. How since you transitioned, how has your family like? Because you know, you know, first of all, African people. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. has to be hard. Yeah, it, it is hard for my family. I I barely got to con. I've barely been in contact with my family since my transition, but um, I still have to realize for my family all the good that they've done. Even though I may not have things my way, I still have to give homage to the fact that they brought me to America. The fact that they made sure that I wasn't deported. They made sure Mm -hmm. that when my mom abandoned me, that I had a roof over my head. Even though I was a dysfunctional child, because I I didn't have a mom and a dad. I didn't have these support systems. You know, so like I still have reverence for my family but I, I will respect, respect the fact that they might not want nothing to do with me because of their religion or whatever people have that right and I feel as though people have the right to do and feel however they want to feel you know yeah. and it's not my job to force myself on them and, and it, even if it's if it, you know my great grandmother passed away and mm-hmm. I wasn't in I wasn't involved in, in all that. They actually had my boy name 
listed as one of the ushers. What but I found out Claudius, like Claudius, Christopher. Oh. I get I get a lot of different. A lot okay. of people call me because my mom never actually chose an African name for me. Oh, okay. And that's one thing my family always told me, like, you never, you don't have an African name. Like, some of my family members, like Adebayo or Aluatumisi, they have, they have African names. But I was never, my mom was unmarried, so she's seen as in a negative light, and I'm a bastard child, and that was something that was always made known yeah. to me as a child, is, oh, you don't really fit in because you're a bastard and you know your mother is because of all the negative shit my mother did to the family it wasn't mainly because of me it's because my my mom would cuss, cuss out my great grandmother pick fights with grandma Ina and just and I would call out my mom mm-hmm. for those things when I was young and my great grandmother great great grandmother named grandma Fani uh, she would always say this is not God speaking because mm-hmm. I would always call out my mom's evil yeah. and my family had a bad taste about that and I, I understand completely yeah. where they're coming from but at the same time you know maybe sometimes the best thing to do is I live my life you live your life you know mm-hmm. and if, if let's say I come I win the lottery mm-hmm. I have to give back to my family right. because of all the how they invested mm-hmm. so I can't I can't walk away thinking well they don't like my transition like a lot of trans women think right. well so I'm not going to fuck with them anymore mm-hmm. but in reality they've been supporting me since I was seven yeah you know so and they didn't have to I was in their house and I was safe I was protected nobody hurt me nobody uh, raped me or anything like that you know so I was I was well taken care of and I received the education that I needed even though I didn't graduate this I didn't follow all the right, right. path, but I was still able to recover Africans in education right right and so, so what I, made you pick the name Jenna well, Jenna goes back to the Middle Eastern African. There's a river called Jenna mm-hmm. in Africa. And I always thought that was a beautiful name. Jenna, Jenna. And then Renee means paradise, paradise. And I think of my transition where I can finally accept. My, right now, I can't accept myself completely yet because I'm still incomplete. But when I get to that place of paradise, I can actually own that name. Mm. So I had my previous name was Cassidy. I went with Cassidy. That's what it looks so like. Yeah. I couldn't find this bitch on Facebook. I was like, what did she change her name? Yeah, you know how people, when you change your name on yeah. Facebook, it takes yeah. 50 years to find So her. is it legally yeah. Jenna? So legally it's Jenna Renee Henderson. But uh, my old name was Cassidy because I wasn't sure if I was going li- to live long enough to actually see my transition oh, wow. through. So I wow. chose a male, uh, well, uh, uh, in a session. Yeah. yeah. Why did you think you weren't going to live long enough? Because every time because I turn on the news, I see another trans person being killed. And I see now that a lot of us who get killed are a lot of time being this, being a jackass, not being aware of our surroundings right. or, or starting beef with women and that women get mad and they have connections. And the next thing you know, you're gone. And a lot of us feel as though, well, these women are setting us up and this, I would, but you put yourself in a position where w- people feel as though you are a problem. Like, why can't you just live in harmony with your people? Like, why is that so difficult for my community? It's like, and that's why I struggle with Like, even if they call you a man, even if they see you as a man, why can't you just have a reputation of being somebody who's outstanding? Especially coming from a community that's so uh, negatively talked about. That that's For me, that's more uh, a motivation to actually 
be a better person, actually show people a different light of who we are as people, not hoping that they would accept me, but accept the fact that we are who we are. Right. You know, but I don't think, like I said, black women, I've never seen a black woman attack a trans woman just because she's trans. It's always because she's over the top and attacking other over the top. So, give us some more, like, tea. Like, what did we not ask? That we should have asked. <laughs> that you want to share. That you want to share. Right. Um, people act. People tend to ask me how long the process of transition is, mm-hmm. and it usually takes about eight to ten years to transition. Why, Why that? Long? Medically. I mean, I guess because you gotta. Because you stop. Out. You stop male puberty and you are uh, training your body to function as a female so you're dousing yourself baptizing yourself in all this estrogen Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times the medical field lies to us about transitioning they put us on estradiol or estrogen but they don't put us on progesterone or we don't that's a real sex change hormone Uh or we don't have enough money to link up with a scientist who can make genetically modified hormones. And I give a lot of my credit to my transition to medically genetic uh, hormones. This is hormones based off your blood levels oh. and your your blood your brain cells or whatever. These are specifically medications for made for you. That's mm-hmm. going to cost. And that's what you had done. That's what I had done. And yes, it's going to cost about fifty to sixty thousand dollars. But but are you serious about who you are? They and would spend and, the money. And when you become who you are, are you gonna what 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 a benefit are you? That's true. And a lot of us, we stop right there. We just want to be women, and that's it. And it's like, that's not good enough for black people right now. Like, like if you're going to transition, use this transition to empower black women. Let them know what's happening. Let them know what what's really going down. You know, I feel as though like, every time I meet a black female and I just talk to them, they feel as though like, wow, I never would have known this if you would, didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, wow, this is stuff that we should be telling them about what's happening, the booty, uh, the booty kits in the car and the black pants. <laughs> He's always wearing black. His underwear is always black because that dookie stains or whatever because DL niggas right now, they cut out transgenders right now because we're too hot right now because we, we're known for exposing. So we have baby daddy for baby daddy and these niggas just be gay right in front of your face and you don't really pick up on it. You know, like why, why, as a straight man, why do you have your pants down like you somebody's prison bitch? You know, like I have a, I struggle with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they do wear it like that though. Yeah, and it's always fashion. That's not fashion. What's up? A straight man wakes up knowing that another man might be looking at his asshole, Ooh. his Ooh. booty hole. Like, come on now, pull your pants up, be a man, be masculine, and be what black women want you to be. But I feel as though a lot of black men, some I've seen it, a lot of them are cowards when it comes to actually stepping up and standing for something. And I think that's what black women are really yearning for, mm-hmm. is for a black man to actually stand for something yes, and just be that black and man. And not always make us fight for the ass. Right. Because it's like you're always the backbone. And it's like, what the fuck? It gets tiring. And then not to mention all these different groups are insulting you. I I had a female friend who I was friends with. And she called her baby father. And she's like, I need money for my hair and my nails. And he was on the phone cussing her out. And I'm just like, 
a woman's hair on her nails is just dignity. She mm-hmm. has three children, your children. Mm-hmm. She's looking a mess. And society is constantly criticizing her because of her natural hair. You know, the least you but can do is a black man. I think they don't look at man. it like that. Right. I think a lot they don't of men, see it like a lot that. of baby fathers, fathers, they don't see it like that. Right. Don't look at it like that. They look at it like, oh, I'm just giving my baby mother money, money to, to do spend on bullshit. Right. Yeah, and it's like this is somebody's dignity. This is somebody's. Mm-hmm. You're presenting yourself to the world, and you know black women are criticized for having different kids or whatever. And it's just like, why is the black woman always attacked? And the thing is, as a black male to a black female, or image like to a black female, because I'm not a black female, um, they don't they don't really see the 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 journey. Of how hard it is to go to a job interview and not be on point. Okay. Because you have to wear the weave or this, that, whatever to conform with society. And you, by being a black male and really understanding what she's going through, that $150 to get her nails done and her hair done is nothing. Nothing. Right. That That's not even a cable bill. Well, I heard you say that you don't consider yourself a black female. So when... I don't consider myself a black female. I I consider myself as a trans woman that's what i am and that's what i always but a lot of so on the ballot yeah (laughs) you choose other because it's male female right on my id it says female and that's just so white supremacy doesn't attack me but when i sit with other black females i know my position Mm -hmm. and even in the old days in the ancient days we were the people who were styling our hair creating dresses Mm -hmm. drawing pictures in the pyramids we 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 had our we were called eunuchs Mm -hmm. you know because we were we weren't called gay but we were just eunuchs Mm -hmm. and we were just used uh for the betterment of the black woman better the community and our sexuality wasn't something that we put up front like it is right now but it's it's you know everything is politicized nowadays but back in the ancient days people didn't have a problem with you Mm -hmm. being gay because there wasn't an agenda there wasn't this brainwashing of people it was just okay you are who you are let's use your skills to better the community what can you offer the community Mm -hmm. and that i see that a lot in the trans community where they only thrive in the gay box when you pull them outside of the gay box and you put them in the straight world they don't know how to function, mm. you know, because all they know is, yes, honey, and let me get my tans, let me right. walk face, let me walk realness, right. and that's it. Well, you have know? you ever been in a position where you had to be like, let me let these people know I'm a nigga, like, I mean, it sounds funny, and in and, and my mind immediately went to, because um, I have both spirits, that's the thing, yeah. I have both. But my mind immediately went to, uh, you know how, like, Tyler Perry dressed up as Medea, and, he and he'd be like, real quick, and then all of a sudden, he'd be like, all right, bro, <laughs> you know, in his man voice, like, do you well, ever have to, like, that's a cross-dresser's point of view, right, but from a trans point of view, there's more of, like, for me, I can't speak for anybody else, there's more of a nurturing there's more of a sympathy towards black women because now I'm living it now I'm seeing how white supremacy responds to me Mm -hmm. versus being a a black male and black males think they have it hard but actually black females have it worse because you're the ones giving birth to the the new race so basically you say you never really had to like 
Man, I'm the, 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 there's been some times where I had to <laughs> check some people yeah. when it comes to like if I'm out in public or there's a trans woman picking a fight with a black woman mm-hmm. or there's a man mistreating a black woman, the nigga will come out. The the, the male part of me will yeah. come out because how dare you disrespect her? Right. And I'm not going to sit here and be all feminine and cunt and yeah. just watch her be attacked. No, I have. I still have my strength. Yeah. Don't think for a second that I won't roll up and give you a nice right hook <laughs> and break your jaw. Yeah. But like... I, you know, I realize that I am who I am. Right. I'm feminine and I like feminine things. But because I like feminine things, I don't like to see feminine things being disrespected, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to black women, because that's somebody who I'm trying to model myself after. Right. You know, so I don't want to take away from their beauty or their. I don't want to take away anything. I want to be the type of person where it's. I'm contributing more to it. Like, why are you so beautiful? Because the black woman, if I was interviewed by white people, I will constantly praise black women because that's who I am being perceived as in public. You know, so I have to give homage to to to, to, to that image. Right. Yeah. But a lot of us don't want to do that because if we feel as though, well, I could never be her, so let me just go over here and let me just transform myself into a zebra and then <laughs> accept me as a zebra. And it's like, bitch, I saw you two months ago. You were a man. And, and now you're a zebra. Now you're a fucking zebra. You know, but like a lot of us don't. A zebra. Right. Like, like Kevin Hart said, right. a zebra. I'm not attacking trans women. I'm just saying step out of your community yeah. for one second yeah. and just see what the world sees. And I think that's one thing that I learned from black women um, when I started my transition because a lot of them helped me like pick the right bra, get go to Victoria's Secret, get sized by waistline, yeah. what clothes would look great with me, what clothes mm-hmm. won't. So I had a lot, whole lot of support from black women. They weren't like, oh my God, you trying to be me, so fuck you and this, that, way. Right. They weren't like that. They were like, okay, well, this is how you feel. You might not be me, but this is how you feel. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will... And I will give you as much as I feel as though you need to to at least survive, to at right. least live the next day and be alive. But a lot of us, we, instead of getting that uh, nurture from black women, we want to compete with them. And then wh- while we compete, a lot of these guys, they see our weakness. They see our vulnerability. Mm. They see the society doesn't care about us. And they lower us, in- lower us into situations right. that we end up losing our lives. And we, we get so wrapped up in the beauty of our new transition that we forget that the world still feels and thinks th- this certain way. Yeah. And instead of us clinging to black women who will support us, who will help us, we choose to make her the enemy and we choose to shit on her. Right. And then we get mad when we're not accepted in the churches, we're not wanted in this area. And it's like because of how you act, how you interact with people, like I said, learning to live in harmony with your community yes. and just staying in your box. I'm happy being a transgender in my own box. That, that's okay. And that's a blessing. I you mean, know? I would just... I mean, just to kind of like wrap up the show, I think you are an extreme girl. She gave us all her education, okay? I really appreciate you just sharing your whole life with us. I I mean, I don't know if I would have been as brave Mm -hmm. to one, 
transition and to do to talk about it and right. be as open, open as you are. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not losing anything. I'm, not, I'm not losing anything. I'm gaining more people that understand, more people that will at least accept the image of who we are. Yeah. Even though a lot of black women do feel as though we're still men. And that's okay because right. that's how they feel. Yes. You know, just like I feel as though Trump is fucking raceless, <laughs> you know, and that's okay why I feel that way. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm losing a part of myself because right. I'm being seen in certain ways. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of the, the transgenders, uh, the, I think there was a transgender in GameStop that uh, got called the male. If you watched that on YouTube, uh-huh. there was a transgender who went to a GameStop and and she wasn't being respected as being a woman and they kept on saying, sir, and then the nigga came out, you know, <laughs> and then people were just think, thinking about that the whole way through. But not every black woman feels as though you are something. A lot of them just want to understand, like, why did you, why did you transition? Why did, you know, what's the difference between you being gay and being transgender? And that's just curiosity. It is. And it's not going to hurt anybody. But people sometimes don't like those questions. Right. Specific questions. How like, dare you and, question that? Yes, yes. So, so I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I mean, I understand. I think if I can question the existence of God, why can't I? Why can't I uh, question your gender yeah. identity? Right. So like, it's like we say that we want to live our truth, but at the but same time, but do you really, really, really? really? Yeah. You know, <laughs> do you? Yeah, and you're yes. so beautiful. Both of you are so beautiful, and it's so easy to talk to you because I know that when I'm in the presence of black women, that it's all support. It's yes, just, absolutely. We're trying to figure out your balance. Are you going to be mm-hmm. balanced enough? Are you going to live long enough? Are you going to get the things that you need? You know, who's going to be in your life? Like both of you guys are married, and is that something that you want? A lot of us are discontent being sex workers. Yeah, you know. So it's like you can't get mad at black women for just painting you as a sex worker because that's what we see. We see these things. So people are seeing these things step back and just criticize what you see. If it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. And just be content with yourself. That's it. I'm always whether whether or not I had the sex change or not, it's always gonna be a dick. It might be <laughs> it, it might be a dick on the outside, it might be a dick on the inside. They might flip it in and out, but it's still a dick. And I realize that. And it might make me feel comfortable in my own body, but that's what gender identity disorder is. Being comfortable in your own body, getting the surgeries that you need to to feel yeah, better with right, yourself. Absolutely. But if black women choose to still see you as somebody who has an inward penis, then that's what the fuck they feel. And that's okay. Let them feel how they feel. But what are you giving back to the community? Mm-hmm. But it's good that you think like that because right. everybody else doesn't. Uh, but I appreciate you, girl. Right. Yes. I for coming all the way down here and giving us your whole entire life. Right. right. And just being so honest and open. Today. I mean, that, that, just, that alone <laughs> is amazing. And I try my best not to ask some real... No, ask more questions. I don't I think I have you. anything else. I think you pretty much answered yeah. Do you want to give out any social media information or anything like that? Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not a social media person. You're not because yeah. you're married to your face. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, but we thank you for coming and we usually end our show with chocolate <laughs> blessings. Yeah. You got any so, chocolate blessings? So ble- basically yes. chocolate blessings is just blessings or some thoughtful words to whomever, whatever, mm-hmm. about whatever. 
Yes, I would like to give a chocolate blessing to black women because of all the burdens that you carry as black women, all the trauma that you carry, mm -hmm. and the fact that you guys choose to give birth to the next generation, hopefully, that, that we'll be able to combat the system that we're all in. And I feel as though black women are trying their best to cultivate new men and new women in society that can actually hold the torch and, and actually do it equally in reciprocity. And that's what I think goes missing with black men. Black men need to give the honor and the respect black to, to, to black women. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though because we're in the system of white supremacy, black men don't want to go back to the old ways because that will require honor and respect and dignity to the black woman. They would rather stay in a system of sin and, and evil and just indulge in whatever they want to and then have a bunch of excuses and say, oh, well, we, we were once slaves and we don't know right and from wrong. <laughs> and black women are always lighting the torch of what is truth, what is good, what is evil. And I feel as though black women deserve that. Mm. And well, we thank you. Yeah. We receive it. We yeah. receive it and yeah. we thank you. And we would like to just... Sprinkle some chocolate blessings on you oh, and your you. life. And a couple of shots. And a couple of shots. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Jenna. And we out, y'all.